Welcome to Liberty Southwest Podcast number 63. On this one we have Kirk Pettis, Eric Taylor, and Lydia Tabbitt. We've tried a, we've had a couple of uh, intros and I think we're going to be all right. How are you doing tonight, Kirk? And thank you for that song suggestion, which Lydia's a huge fan of. I can tell there's Raven's Reviews. Raving reviews, geez. I'm yeah. just going to say room for improvement and leave it at that. <laughs> it was a spurious pick. <laughs> Is that right? How are you, Lydia? I am well, thank you. I have to tell you, I'm a little concerned because I haven't done this in a, in a, in a minute. And so I, I want to preface the whole thing by saying that like in this now era of cancel culture, I just want to apologize for everything that I'm going to say in the next 50 minutes in, in advance. I need that too. You know, I, have a lot to I think that's, I think that's responsible so, to do that, to do that. Since this is no guess, just us like, yeah, just let it out. Just this will be for perpetuity, but right. People can, I just don't want this to keep me from hosting the Oscars. No one's one gonna day. Get hurt. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways, it's the best part of these podcasts. It it keeps you out of the public life. For for better or worse, (laughs) I guess. That's right. So what's new in Michigan? Um, What is new in Michigan? Um, It's cold. And what do we have that's new in Michigan? Not so much, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, this is not, this is not a very intriguing answer. I don't really have anything interesting that's going on in Michigan right now. I guess, uh, here's a kind of dumb, funny, like not interesting, but dumb, funny thing that was on local news today. Uh, Garth Brooks had a concert in Detroit this week, I think some, sometime. And he was wearing a, a Barry Sanders football Jersey during the performance and I put po- photos of it on whatever social media platforms. People all thought he was supporting Bernie Sanders, <laughs> like had a conniption. Like I've been a fan of yours, Garth for so long, and Trump 2020, like all this stupid stuff. But anyways, I don't know. That's, that's the only thing that comes to mind. That's moderately entertaining from maybe, Michigan maybe in the last 24 hours. Maybe he's a Bernie supporter. Um, I I think he's just a football fan. I think that's was this. I think that was the moral of the story. I don't know what Barry Sanders. That's like that's digging deep. Not really. It's in Michigan. He's the greatest running back in history. <laughs> <laughs> How deep is that? I don't know. Did you ever watch Barry Sanders play? Yes. He was shifty. He was good. Yeah. This is like pre fantasy football, so all for you, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so now so now Barry Sanders is running for president and wants Garth Brooks to be his vice president, which quite frankly I think oh. is probably better than any of our current choices, so it's worth exploring. I second that. Can you imagine how bad the field is? Can you ever write a script worse than <laughs> today's day and age? Uh uh, probably. I mean, I think with some imagination, probably. But 
it's uh it is it is sobering the choices that are available i guess when i look back every election is pretty poor it's just the nature of politics i guess every election is what pretty poor candidates there's really i mean besides ron paul i don't know it's pretty pretty depressing always what about your guy Jacob Hornberger that you're all fired up about? I'm getting fired up about it because he is doing well. I think he's going to run away with the nomination. <clears throat> it's just uh, let's see how much stage play he gets. I've heard nothing of Jacob Hornberger at all, besides from you. <laughs> I I would second that my myself as well. <laughs> Yeah, so he's not getting a lot of stage play up to this point. It, he is dominating the Pettis channels, but it needs but... to expand. <laughs> he's, he's dominating the caucuses. I saw that. The I caucuses. saw the Minnesota Libertarian Party caucus results. He had the most. Oh, it was probably, oh, what, a total of like so. 300 votes like for the entire he state? California. Oh, excuse me. So I I never looked up this week. I've been too busy about to see what happened. The results from Tuesday. Yeah, so that was at the California caucus. So the, the primaries are this Tuesday, the Super Tuesday, but not for California. California already happened for the Libertarian. Do they have a Libertarian primary in Minnesota, or just a caucus? Just a caucus. A caucus. Where'd you find That's these results, Lydia? What was that? Where'd you stumble upon these results? Yeah, who's uh, second, who's I third? I feel as though I saw them on the... I'm actually looking for it right now. I feel as though I saw this on the Libertarian Party of Minnesota Facebook page. Um, okay. I think that's where I saw it. What's yeah, his name? So Vernon went, Supreme the won the Tuesday. western half of the state, I think. And okay. what's his name? Lincoln Chafee won Lincoln. one of them. Then most of them were, were the, the Pettis guy. Jacob <laughs> Hornberger, the Pettis guy. Yeah. Um, Run for the VP ticket. <laughs> Maybe they've taken it down, but I swear to you, I saw yeah, this. Like it, it was this afternoon or this evening, I think. This this really? was a dream in your mid afternoon nap. I never got to take my mid-afternoon nap, but it might have been a hallucination. You know, you never know. Yeah, um, I, I swear to you, though, I swear to you that I saw this. I don't Stone know. Wind from Minnesota. Here we go. Did you I find it? What you're talking about? Yeah. It's like a map of all. Oh, it might have been like a. Uh, it was like it showed the congressional Warner districts Burger. in which. I think he. Four, four districts in Georgia. Where'd you find one, it, Eric? Supreme one and Chaffee one. Um, it it's it was posted. Oh, here yesterday. I have found it. I have found it also. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Hornberger so. won one, five, and six tied. I don't even yeah. know who Jorgensen is for two. And then Jorgensen won four. Oh, excuse me. Hornberger also won three. And then uh, Berman Supreme seven and and Chafee eight. Yeah. I really like Mark Whitney too. Did you guys? I don't know. I don't know who that is. 
obviously not. You guys never listen to anything I say. We don't listen to anything that you say. You guys are just like all my other friends. (laughs) Sorry. Mark Whitney. Is that... He's, he, he has a stand-up little one-man show that he did across the country a decade or two ago. Yeah. Uh, Libertarian Rant, and it's it's extremely funny to watch. It's, it's I, I highly recommend it. Worth the time. Let's listen to a little bit of Mark Whitney. I was right where. All right. Let's, let's do it. Let's see, see what this guy is all about. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, man. the next president of the United States, Libertarian Mark Whitney. Keep banging. Mark Whitney, Libertarian. Thank you, Shadow, and welcome, folks, to another one or maybe two minutes of freedom with me, Mark Whitney. You know, now that I'm running for president, when I'm out there on the road doing these conventions and so forth, people come up to me and they're like, what's the deal with keep banging? Tell us about Keep Banging. Where did Keep Banging come from? Well, I'm glad you asked. Forty years ago, I can't even believe it myself. Forty years ago, my first job out of high school, selling vacuum cleaners door-to-door for Electrolux, just like this right here, the Super J, $359.95, the money machine, they call it, right? You knock on the door, no answer. I look at the manager, well, you know, Armando says, just keep banging, keep banging, he goes. So I do. I knock on the next door, and she's like, we already have an Electrolux. And Armando's like, Junior, look at me when I'm talking to you. You're always just some unknown number of no's away from yes. Just keep banging, he goes. And so I do. And you know what happens? The next door, Mrs. Jones, she buys a standard hose for $29.95, $9 commission. That's a libertarian story right there. 20 years ago, I start thelaw.net. I send 10,000 emails out to some of the nation's lawyers. I tell them the software will be ready in 30 days. Be an early adopter. Only $195 for the first year. Going to be double that price in a month. Well, you know what happens? Nothing. I hear crickets. So what do I do? I keep banging. Another 10,000 emails. Still nothing. Another 10000 boom, I get my first sale, $195 right there. And it turns out that I was just 29,999 no's away from yes. Now I got some numbers. Within 30 days, I got my first 100 subscribers. And 20 years and 40,000 lawyers later, we've been cash positive ever since. Now, I'm not one of these people who's running for president because I'm libertarian. I'm running for president because I'm worried about the country just so happens I'm libertarian. And keep banging is what we libertarians have been doing for 50 years because we know we're just some unknown number of no's away from yes. Which brings me to this moment. We need to understand this moment, the year in which we are running. This is the year the mainstream parties are running fringe candidates. And this is the year the fringe party has an opportunity to run a mainstream candidate. The people... They've got all the no's out of their system. They are disgusted by all the dirt. They are ready to say yes. All we libertarians have to do, the morning after Austin, all we libertarians have to do, we need to show the people their next president, 
not the next libertarian nominee. We need to show them their next president. Now, I'm not saying it should be me. Oh, no, I don't want to start a war. I'm saying two things. Number one, I happen to also be a comedian. And when asked in a recent debate my opinion on sex work, I said, at a certain age, sex is work. Now, I don't care who you are. That's a good joke right there. And number two, President Zaleski of Ukraine, also a comedian who beat an incumbent billionaire in a landslide. Get this, on my birthday, April 21st, I'm just saying. That's why I, Mark Whitney, that's why I keep banging. <laughs> keep banging. <laughs> Inspirational. Uh, it's a good thing we had the mic mo- muted. <laughs> that was pretty fun. I can see why you get behind a comedian for president. Yeah, watch his little. It's it's called Fool for a Client. Maybe we should put that in the show notes if we have. Fool for a things. client. Yeah. Fool. Yeah. Fool. It's a great, great little uh, one man. Show. Okay. He went across the country and did it. He won awards for it. Okay. What do you think, Lydia? I kind of touched on what we already talked about today. What was that? A lot of no's out there for the last many, many mm. elections. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would prefer I would prefer a comedian for president than a reality show television. <laughs> person so that's i think true. that's moving in the right direction yeah we can be like ukraine yeah, i guess he wasn't really a comedian mark whitney keep yeah. banging we can be kind of like ukraine that's that's the, <laughs> that's the that's that's the... i would make a great vp candidate okay I mean, I, I haven't really taken a look at, I have to be honest, I haven't really taken a look at the Libertarian Party field of candidates, but, um, yeah, I, I don't think I'm informed on that quite yet. Well, I don't know. I've been behind, too. They did a, another straple. I actually have it here for the, for the Libertarian Convention. About the chair of the Libertarian Committee, vice presidential nominee. And so I'd be interested in who won this stuff, but no, yeah, just certain people, but I'm not that familiar with any of these people, so that's why I saved it. Uh, look them up. Mm-hmm. Jeff Woods, Spike Cohen, any of these names? No. Joshua Smith, Mike Shipley, Joe Bishop Henchman. Yeah, I think you're all in the same boat with me. Yeah, those are those are all just names to me. I don't know, I don't know any of those people. Yeah, it's, there's plenty to follow these days. That's for sure. With the free going on. Yeah, I have decided that, I am. Uh, 
putting my my primary support behind Tulsi Gabbard in a couple Tuesdays. Yeah. I think I think okay. a message of ending endless wars is a good place to start. I wonder how long she's going to stick Does around it, for. That's what I'm wondering. I'm hoping till at least March. I mean, because she's because <laughs> she's polling between one to two percent if she's on a good day. Yeah, I know. In any in any of the uh, primaries that have come up to this point, so and it's just really interesting how she has such a good message and just so it's just so fringe. Yeah, well, well I because liberals I, have lost their freaking minds. Well, I think probably also like not ideal to sue the previous Democratic presidential nominee, like, in the middle of your campaign. Like, I think there's... I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but I, I could see where the majority of the party might. Mm. Well, she did just slander and libel her, you know. And, no, I know, but... Well, she's running, I, and, she's, and Hillary's not, so... Right, but I'm saying in terms of getting the nomination of the party that nominated that person last election cycle to be president, you know, you, you're well, fighting a somewhat uphill a, battle there, I think. A dying grasp of getting attention because the media totally just, you know, uh, is negative towards her all the time. Yeah, when they like, even acknowledge her. Yeah, she, nobody really talks about Tulsi. Yeah, Tulsi they just Gabbard. ignore her. She was polling. She was but, polling higher than candidates that they had on the debate stage in New Hampshire. They had like a petition going around. She didn't she do that well in New Hampshire. I'm sorry. What did you say? She did not do that well in New Hampshire. No, she I don't spent think so. A lot of time. She spent a lot. I was surprised of time how well Amy Klobuchar did in New Hampshire. What do you think that? What do you think, What do you think she did so well? Amy Klobuchar? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I have theories. Hmm. Because one, Joe Biden Lay is Lay them all terrible. on the table, Kirk. <laughs> I, I have so many bones to pick right now. Because I run into so many liberals that just are just free flow of their minds right now. And it's so conspiracy, deranged... Uh, full of vitriol and hatred. It's just unbelievable what comes out of these people's mouths right now. And I love it. I But it's just so perplexing because of how off base it is and just uh, what's the term again? Hip so much hypocrisy. Um, the venom that's spewed out of their mouths just doesn't make sense. So Amy Klobuchar is just someone there. It's window dressing in a sense. And no one likes any candidate. So they just go to her because she's just there. <laughs> she's not the yeah. other people. Which yeah. is why I, I think that's her. I think that's in. her campaign slogan, Amy Klobuchar. She's just there. That's well, about right. So um, it's about so right. Say I'm not boring. 
Um, so I, yeah, Tulsi got 3.3% of the vote in that primary. Tom Steyer had more than, than Tulsi did. She spent. Yeah. Because he was on the so debate much time stage in New Hampshire. because, because he doesn't sit, he doesn't sue Hillary Clinton and he's not a threat to the, the establishment when it comes to these ideas of ending endless wars that are crippling and bankrupting current and future generations. Well, do you really think... That's just my opinion. Many... <laughs> I, I think it sounds valid enough to me. For one, this isn't a national election, it, and this is just a caucus primaries. It's very... I don't think the turnouts have been large by any means. Well, in so this primary, this, is, this primary, for example, there's 299,000 people that voted, and Tulsi got 9,745. That's not a very high percentage. Nope, but those tend to be the candidates I usually support. Three point three percent is actually, uh, I would say, uh, depending on the day of the week, that's a success. That's a success. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Bloomberg had more write-in votes than. Than I thought. He he they had four thousand seven hundred and seventy-seven write-in votes in New Hampshire. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what to think of Michael Bloomberg. Other than the 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 biggest reaction I have to any news story related to him is the news story about him using prison labor to make his campaign calls. That's 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 a level of disgusting that I couldn't even, you know, come up I'm with on my own. I'm not aware of this. Is this true? It's completely true. You haven't heard of this? No. Go on. Yeah. I I, I mean that's all you need to know. That's uh, perks of yeah. mayor. Yeah. That's Michael Bloomberg has admitted hey, to that's... using prison labor to make his campaign phone calls. This is the same person that implemented stop and frisk, and it's just it's like to say it's not a good look is I think a a massive understatement. It's just it's well, gross in a way I couldn't even come claim, up with on my own. Everything people claim Trump is, I feel like Bloomberg is, and I just yeah they're I both disgusting. So <laughs> yeah, I it's baffling. This is why, well, my prediction is still going to come true. It's going to be a hung convention. Hillary Clinton's going to come in, and it's going to be 2016 2.0. Kirk, I, I'm not on the air here, but I would really like to bet you a very small amount of money on that because I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I, would, I was shaking my head as he was I'm, saying that, I'm too. I'm open for bids. Okay. <laughs> I just, you, you I, I think, I it? think... I think too many people's brains would like medically explode if that were to happen. Well, you really think any candidate that is on stage is going to win? I actually, well, Joe Biden. How? Just, guys, throw, just throwing it out there. This is why I've been <laughs> mocking this whole Ukraine gate for the last, I'm like, Biden has never been a contender. He's just there. To make a name for himself, he is never going to make it through the nomination process. There's no way. The guy is just set up to fail at any time. This is 
everything going on to me, I can see the Clintons' handiwork behind the scenes. And it is all set up for a killer to be the <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> to be uh, to make it. either the kingmaker or the nominee. This is what I truly believe. I'm willing to bet anybody. Hillary Clinton is not going to be the nominee. Can you imagine if she lost to him twice? That would be if she lost to Donald Trump twice. That is, that is never going. That is not going to happen, Kirk. You never know. I think it will. Yeah, this is true. You do never know, but <laughs> I have I have a pretty know. strong hunch. I'm going to say I'm going to say a strong hunch that no. You know, you know another strong hunch I have? I keep them coming. <laughs> Coronavirus is fake. Doesn't exist. All right, you have it. two minutes and 45 seconds to explain this point. <laughs> defend your, defend your stance. <laughs> How much time do you have, Lydia? This, this is I just brain. told you, you have two minutes and 45 <laughs> seconds to make your case. I don't. I I would just throw it back. Prove it's real. I all we do is see people in masks. There's supposedly some people dying. I like, think yeah. I, I think, think these people a, might have died I think it's anyways. Employed like, by the mask is, industry to sell more products. <laughs> no. For one, I think oh, this yeah. is the perfect time of the year. I'm going to answer here for those listening that that's sarcasm. Anyways, continue, Kirk. <laughs> you got about two minutes left, buddy. Right. I'm, I'm not prepared. Uh, yeah, we're this at like one minute. the first time I've been public seconds. on this, so. I think this is a sign-up for the growth of another or promoting world governance. Uh, this is going to promote the vaccine that's going to come out someday. And now that the real ID is going to be implemented yes. this year. <laughs> Let it flow. To be able to fly, they're going to be like, if you don't have that vaccine, you cannot get in an airplane. And now we have the database with the real ID to be able to know if you had that vaccine or not. And this That's is just going to... The good stuff. This is this is real. This is the real part of the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say one thing. That is the most creative and unique perspective I've heard about on the coronavirus. That's good, because I have not heard this anywhere, so this is all original. <laughs> I am not... You heard it went, here first, you, folks. Yes. That's the Alex Jones... the real idea. That's, that's the Alex Jones alternate I've, I've universe. I've heard the PSYOPs claim already, but no one tie in the real idea. Because this will, this is so I don't here. know if this counts. I was waiting. I was waiting to see how long oh, yeah. it would take for you to say that someone was going to get microchipped. But I guess real ID is as close to that as we were going to get. So it really is. <laughs> I just I, I can't fathom that we've needed IDs to do so many things in life, and now in 2020, when we're supposed to be progressing and so. Uh, advanced of a society today that now now we need the real ID. <laughs> like, you have to be 21 years old to buy ID. cigarettes like, right now. Seriously. We're not that advanced. Oh my god, don't get me started. 
I know. <laughs> All right, please. <laughs> Give me stories. <laughs> you're already on. You're already. The, the ship has left the station. Or the train. I, I really don't think this virus is real anymore. I oh, really it's think mutated is, into from real no, to unreal. I don't think it's ever a reality. I think this is just a new form of fear porn. To and my my greatest worry is this is going to create a new Patriot Act of a virus Patriot Act of. We need to protect America or the world or whatever we're going to do. Or we need to give up more more of our freedoms that we don't even know. Especially our arms to inject something into it. As a ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. This is uh, every... Uh, the globalists all wanted a new pandemic, and then lo and behold, lo and behold, this comes out. And right away, they said this is from bat soup. Like you gotta be kidding me! This is stay woke. So, so question, question for you, Kirk. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna do then, this after after every after every Kirk rant. This is, this is, hold on, hold it. This is coming after it. Though. Stay woke! But, but <laughs> just tell me this. You gotta how stay do you woke, think, Kurt. How do you think they're testing people for this virus? This so-called virus. I, I, don't, I don't know. Tell me. I don't, I don't know either. Oh, okay. All of a sudden, people are testing positive. I'm like, what is the test? Is it like, when you go in, do you think you get tested for the flu or a common cold or anything? They just say, hey, this is what you have by your diagnosis of what your reactions are your body. And I think people are just being falsely diagnosed, just like most tests have false positives. And so this is just fomenting fear. What have you done? Other people. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I would love to be proved wrong. And oh, I have another I have another theory on this matter too. Eric, too much. I I really too wanted much. Danny's opinion on this matter. There is a sentiment in China, especially of that SARS was a bio weapon against Asians, primarily Chinese people, and they feel that they have been attacked. And this could be another form that the communist government of China could point the finger at America and foment anger and enter and excuse a war, saying that we've been attacking them through bioweapons as SARS slash Corona slash whatever else will be next in two to four years. But time will tell. These are just theories spitballing here. I'd love to be proved wrong. 
Yeah. And that, that we all die from this coronavirus. I so, hope I'm right. So where now do these, 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 these theories come from Reddit or where do they come from? <laughs> they come from his mind. Yeah, they come. Oh, I'm oh, so gosh, contrarian. Dangerous. <laughs> I, Isn't it though? So when, when, when you get worked Man, up, we all start to get worked up. The dark web has nothing on the mind then... of Kurt Pettis. <laughs> I know. That's because I'm not there yet. <laughs> and now, back to real news. I forgot where I was leading. Just on your general thoughts and theories. No, so yeah, this is why I thought of it. Because this is what people are crying out for government to do things now for the cdc to do things uh a new vaccine they're freaking out over nothing like more people have probably died in car accidents and coronas in the last two weeks versus the last two months of this corona and oh this is another aspect every (laughs) everyone i've been listening to says oh this is going to kill china that all their factories are shut down, the Chinese economy is going to harm, be harmed so much. I'm like, I think this is actually going to affect Americans' econ- economy over China. Everyone's pointing the finger like, this is, we won the trade war now because of this. China's shut down. All of our goods are made, not all of our goods, but a good proportion of our businesses rely on goods coming out of China. China can shut down. This could be their form of trade warfare where they just shut down their factories and say, hey, good luck, America. You got, we'll see what you, how you treat us in the next six months. Like Trump's over in India dealing with, that's what the new manufacturing hub that's going to be. But in the meantime, that's not up and running adequately enough. And I just think that this is actually going to end up harming American businesses more than this is going to hurt the communist regime. They can reset, do what they want. They can they can be using all these excuses to round up their low social credit scores, civilians or comrades over there. Um, I just as soon as I can feel the the angst, everything being in the media just pushing it and claiming that all oh, these people tested, they never talk about it. I've, I've yet to see a really sick person other than just, they say, do you just die from other complications? Why, how do we know that they just wanted to die anyways from this stuff? And then it's just blamed on the coronavirus that could be completely made up. Uh, I, I'm going to go with it's relatively real. And if you've followed the uh, markets this week, they've gotten crushed. Like a lot of co- lot of companies, forward-looking guidance is severely tempered because of supply chain disruptions coming from China. That's my point. Well, this is harming us, not China. Well, yeah. Little, it's both, I mean, but... it's hard. on. I mean, it, it's, it's not just China, but it's worldwide. The European markets have been hit substantially. All markets, because China is a significant um, source of most goods. 
Um, so it'd be that'd be really something if they were going to do that to as a as a part of a trade war. So I'm going to be color me a little skeptical on that, but it is it's interesting. I've just been hearing from certain people that work for a lot of companies. They're not getting any products, and they're just laying out people. They have, yeah, well, just, we're, we're screwed right now. Yeah. They're just, yeah, that's it. And that's what my new business venture was going to be a yeah. part of. We're not. We're we're going to be months off now. It's going to be uh, interesting, and I'm trying to leave my personal stuff out of it and look at it from uh without having my own personal bias in the matter and i just see that this is going to affect america more than china because china's communist country can because of their dictatorship they can blunt these kind of blows better than what our semi-free crony capitalist economy is when we rely on these other people more than they rely on us. I think the bet, the, the, probably if I were to bet, a lot of the concerns will probably go down quite a bit over the next few weeks. And there's been an extreme reaction. But to your point, there hasn't been that, you know, relative to other forms of death, there hasn't been that many coronavirus deaths but there are some i mean there are just some people who play with the numbers and they're like we could be seeing hundreds of millions of people dying because of the coronavirus and so there's this fear porn well there is this really high reaction and there have been pandemics before that have kind of come out of similar situations so there's i mean there's legitimate reason for concern like there's a Spanish flu uh, pandemic that came out of, it was humans rather than animals, but it was incubated because of so many people of World died War in World War One, and it killed millions of people. So, I mean... And, there's so there, a lot and of it, other theories out there, too, of what has caused that. Well, but certain it, but biological the, weapons being well, tested it, at Yeah, time. but it, you can look at, if you want to, like, just count that. There have been other situations that have precipitated from poor animal conditions. So it's not... You really think this is a natural virus, if this is real? You really think this came out of bat soup? I really don't know. There's never been coronavirus crossed over to humans before. And all of a sudden now it happens. Yeah, there has. I've I've read some stories where there is different strains of coronavirus that have crossed over to humans in the last 15 years. A few SARS. Uh, These are all more man-made biological weapons. Genetically engineered to go after certain genetic individuals. This is where the the Chinese conspiracy. So it's been around for the yeah, ten thousand years. The coronavirus, and you know. Well, yeah, it's yeah, in it's, animals. It's never been in humans. There are seven right now. There are six other strains that are current 
currently exist and have existed in humans for quite some time. Just looking at the Wikipedia entry. So I would say that's not accurate. It's not what I heard from experts. But this is just Wikipedia. The experts could trump Wikipedia. They generally don't, though. Not to say I'm debunking that, but I'm debunking that. You can say what you want. I will will enjoy being disproven someday. (laughs) Which I don't think is going to happen. Yeah, I saw in the, the, uh, I think in the Star Tribune that the, or it was KSTP, that the first uh, potential case of coronavirus is being investigated in Minnesota. We have Michigan. no coronavirus in Michigan. I think, I think this is very much a psychological thing that people, because this is what is seen throughout the world right now with the fear porn, people are going to create this in their own cells and they will be tested positive as such. <laughs> and this is just feeding the fakery. <laughs> that would be quite that would be quite the thing right there. What do you think Lydia, what do you think the chances of something like that occurring are? What was that? Chances of what? what? Uh people basically Kirk suggesting one of the things that could happen is people could self induce the coronavirus by thinking about it. Oh Just, my well, let me gosh. Give you an example. <laughs> <laughs> when you're around someone that's sick yeah, and then all of a sudden you get a tickly th- throat or you get a runny nose. Do you start thinking like, "Oh, I caught that"? So that you're saying this is some had. sort of mutation this between hypochondria and coronavirus? <laughs> Placebo. Oh, okay. That. Uh, huh. You can you, when when yeah you can you can create illness in your own mind. Everything is energy. You can create healing qualities. You can you can have negative detriments too, just from your mind. And if you think, if you're worried and paranoid about it, I think you can manifest these things. And I don't trust whatever this coronavirus test is. That I think people will test positive that think that they're coming down with it. I I don't know how they test for it yet. Maybe there's a foolproof way. I, I highly doubt it. But I haven't really thought of the coronavirus that much. I've kind of purposely tuned out the stories on it and, and I and like in my in my mind I just and I could be really wrong. I just think it's really overblown and it'll take care of itself within a month or two. Apparently, I, well, I, I definitely agree. When I, when this first happened, I heard there was such a highly mutating gene or virus that it would mutate itself out of human contact. Yeah. And, but, I don't know. I've just been, the more I hear, the more I get skeptical of the matter. And then I think of what everything's going on and I like to reverse and think the opposite is true. And therefore, 
I think this is just a psyop. And I, I haven't seen the proof that this is actually really a, and how convenient is this? It's coming out of a quarantine area, so you don't see anything, but yet it's spreading and you still don't see anything. And, and then people get sick, they get better, and then they get sick again. Like, it's just made for TV drama of bullshit. Just to, the market's needed correction anyways. This is a great excuse for the, the markets to go down and come out with a new bottom and grow from there. Perhaps. Globalist agenda. <laughs> you know, apparently there was a book like 20, 30 years ago that wrote about uh, this huge global pandemic that came out of... Wuhan and the coronavirus. It's called the coronavirus. What is the name of this book, Kirk? I don't know. I'm very skeptical about that. Uh. I think Noah Jenna talked about it for a little bit. Uh, Did this come from your own mind? No. Definitely. I would not come up with this. So, moving on from uh, the uh, coronavirus. Yeah, I don't have much to add on that. Oh, oh, I got yeah, one more far, thing as about far, this. As far as uh, Amash. What, hang on, one what more is, thing before we go there. What do you think is going to happen with the election in six months from now? Well, the election's eight months, but uh, let's, from now until then, there's rallies, conventions. With this virus going on, this is going to, what if, what's going to happen? Like when people don't, are fearful to be around other people and there's a shortage of food, shortage of whatever. I just. Then, uh, then Hillary Clinton will become is, the Democratic nominee and solve all of these problems, yes, Kirk. You've already told us. just going to revert back. This is. <laughs> <laughs> This is just adding to both of my theories right here. <laughs> it's, it's all, I feel like it's just all, the future is happening right before my eyes. Yeah. There's so many moving parts. It's, it's dizzying really. Yeah. It's hard to keep, it's hard to keep track of how all of these things intertwine. Inter- intersectional theory. Right. In a different way. Yeah. So, as far as Amash, what do you uh, have, have you been tracking them at all? Do you think because there's probably right now there's some candidate that's been identified to run against some on the Republican side, right? Yeah, um, I think he's outraised all of his competition in the, his last quarter of fundraising. Is what I saw. So that's encouraging. Or, or Amash, or Amash has. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I don't know. I I I truly hope in in the the depths of my soul that Justin Amash wins his reelection in November. I think symbolically it's very important. But I also but agree. let me follow that up by saying I also recognize Justin Amash is a politician and a human being, so therefore 
uh, prone to error and imperfection. So who knows? Are there any any of either that you've noticed lately, or that's just a well? I just saw a thing today about him voting against this like anti lynching bill or whatever, which I don't really know much about, and I'm not informed enough to have an opinion on. But you know, being one of four people to vote against something like that's not necessarily a good look. Mm -hmm. That's 2020. We need anti lynching bills. Vote, but yeah. generally, but generally, to me, Justin Amash represents integrity, authenticity, um, and quality in terms of actually reading, understanding, and uh, um, explaining votes and bills. And um, integrity in terms of impeachment. I think he voted his conscience and actually, you know, read the uh, impeachment material in an unbiased or as best as possible unbiased manner. And I I just think, I just think, I think we as a country right now are at a, uh, a tremendous, um, a tremendous uh, deficit when it comes to that kind of leadership and integrity and and honesty. And, and so I, I genuinely hope that, that the residents of, of Michigan's third district can, can recognize that and support that. Yeah, the, the anti-lynching vote looked to make some sense. I'm reading an article off of Reason. Yeah, it says why would why would two libertarian-leaning legislators vote against an anti-lynching law? Uh, because lynchings are already illegal, and the law would further federalize crime and give prosecutors more power, including what amounts to an expansion of the federal death penalty. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't so, really read yeah. too much on it or given it too much thought. But just the op—that's one thing that I think is sometimes a, a decent criticism against Amash, and and whether it's fair or unfair is I think sometimes the optics for that kind of stuff can be, you know, you know, yes, people should actually know what's in those bills and 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 all the rest, but you know, inevitably they get turned into, I don't know. Uh, attack material yeah and he 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 further expounded on twitter he said to be clear the bill does not make lynching a new federal hate crime murdering someone on account of their race or conspiring to do so is not legal under federal law it's already a federal crime and it's already a hate crime so a lot of the stuff was just kind of yeah and and i don't really care to go down that road too much but i i think i think the bigger point is that justin amash represents um, intellectual and moral independence, and I think that needs to be encouraged. And I think, and just generally, courage. I think Justin Amash is tremendously courageous in his um, in his adherence to his conscience and his uh, principles. So, do you think he has a better than fifty fifty chance of winning the election? I have no idea. I have really no idea. Grand Rapids is kind of an odd area. It's in some ways, the city itself is very liberal from what I understand. And then there's other areas that are um, relatively prosperous and educated, but somewhat religious. I I don't, I I can't say that I know the area extremely well, but um, 
from my conversation with him um, when I was there uh, for Fourth of July, um, and, and what I witnessed, he seems to have a very strong connection with a lot of people in the district, a lot of name recognition and, and positive, um, just general positive uh, connections with with the community, which I think is a tremendous asset. Right. But I don't know. Who knows? Who knows about any of these things? Yeah. Well, I sure hope he runs. And I, oh, I mean, wins. I think he's going to have a great message come voting time about this corona thing. I really don't think this is going to die down anytime soon. And I think they're really going to be like, um, lobbying for people to get so-called vaccinated. You're jacked in. You're jacked into the corona phenomenon, aren't you? People are freaking out right now. I, I guess I'm just not. Are, have you been freaking out, Lydia? Um, no, not no, no more than usual. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just not been related to the coronavirus. I, I, I'm, I'm having people ask me for masks all the time if I know how to find masks. Really? Yeah. I have not had a conversation like this yet. You can't buy them anywhere. There's Amazon's been selling. uh, All these companies that sell emergency food kits are selling out. Yeah. It's like. I've already planted this theory. I already said it's a conspiracy by the mask industry to sell more masks. Yeah. Just confirmation. Kirk is yeah. just yeah. anecdotally validating yeah. what you're saying, Lydia. Yeah. Did, did, insert insert again for the audience so that was already out of supply. <laughs> but uh, people are going to be clamoring for a vaccine. Who, who, oh God, who is this? Who is, I think it was from a podcast that, from a pharmacist. I think it's from Neurogenics. We don't have time for that, Eric. We don't have time. <laughs> that uh, people are going to get the flu shot now because they're just so worried about this. And the pharmacists are telling them the flu shot is not going to do anything for this coronavirus. They're like, I don't care. I just want to get the flu shot now. And I think if you get the flu shot, you're probably going to be more likely to contract coronavirus if it's actually real um update update to my previously stated theory um the coronavirus is uh, supported by those that make and manufacture masks and flu masks. Uh, well see i would agree with that because it comes from the pharmaceutical companies and this is uh to their advantage for all this fear mongering and i think they're in on it so how does that start uh, like who's sitting in the room when they make this decision kirk making what decision that we're gonna start a coronavirus to to do all of these these uh to do all of these things that that you've articulated for us. You tell me. I have no idea. How, who comes up with every any false flag? To me, I want to sell some seeds. Dumb to start with. Huh. And, uh, okay. We're. I. I. I really feel like there is a war going on inside in the global oligarch 
globalist sense that there is a war going on between two factions and that we are not privy to and this is a tactic of one side who are those factions I'm, I'm fascinated by this whole thing I truly believe which is redundant but I believe that Trump and his backers are fighting a certain faction, the globalists. And I'm not saying Trump is on the right side or anything, but I am saying I would, if it's truly of a lesser of two evils, I would back what Trump is doing over than his detractors because the stuff that they are accusing Trump of is not can you, real. Can you, can you, Kirk, for, for myself and those in the audience that maybe are not familiar or are certainly not experts, what what is a globalist and what defines a globalist and who are they? Almost, I would say, a lot of corporate entities fall on the globalist agenda. I would say a lot of the European ruling class falls there. Um, and I think America is, is being uh, pulled out of their free market base to succumb to these entities and it's been happening for a long, long time. And without getting too deep, I do think there is a satanic pedophilia ring of the world that revolves around this at the same time. And I don't like to be too precise about this because it just uh, makes it easy to attract and get off uh, in tangents, but I just, I think it's a form of, I think government needs, their excuse of being of a government is because of other governments in the world. And so these problems are created Therefore, we need this kind of ruling class. And it just feeds upon itself, and it is constantly done. And it's a form of propaganda that that corrals and herds people, pop, the populace, and it's a way of control. And it goes... And, and the, to, to vie for that power and control... You need more and more of a centralized entity that is the antithesis of uh, the individual in which I think that libertarians and our liberty group promote. And that's, so when I say globalists, I think it's everyone that is against the individual and wants to be more of a collectivist sense. If that makes any sense. Uh, all I'm hearing, Kirk, is they're out to get us. They, they, they want, and they're globalists. Is that an accurate summation of? 
those statements. I don't think they really care well, they about care. us. So when, when I talk about this stuff, people think of yourselves and close, people close to you and think that they're coming to get you. I don't think that's true. No. This is for a global or a, a group sense. And as long as they have people believing in the Republican Democrat parties that that promotes a globalist agenda in my opinion hmm that's a lot to unpack I'm gonna have to like re-listen to that ten times I've had a few beers (laughs) (laughs) is is that true (laughs) all is now revealed fact yeah yeah that's that's how that thought percolates. The discerning yep. listener probably picked up on it. No. <laughs> it's food for thought, Kirk. Yeah. Food for something. But, uh, yeah. Well, I've held back a little. Well, well done. Sometimes you have to restrain yourself. Yeah, phew. Um... It'll be good to see what happens with Amash. So he doesn't have to primary anybody. He's just going to be an independent on the ballot, right? That's my understanding. However, there is also, I don't know if they have this in Minnesota or not. I don't think they do. But in Michigan, they do have straight ticket voting, which is a threat, I think. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, that I think that happens as a rule for the most part. As a what? As a rule, I mean, if you're if you're a Democrat or Republican, you a lot of people are like, well, I'll support whoever I really want to support, and whoever is endorsed, I'll go with the party selection. You know, as far as unity and and all yeah, that. So but if you, I think if you, I straight think... partisan voting, you're going to have that. But then there's the there's the independent middle, which certainly impacts. No, party loyalists. Right. That's what's going to... Well, I think, I think straight right? ticket voting happen. encourages a, a, a way of voting that is, is not thoughtful, you know? And I think it encourages a person to walk into a ballot box and only have to check one box and then, um, you know, and then, and then after the fact realize, oh, shoot, I meant to vote for all of those except, you know what I mean? Except for Justin Amash. You know what I mean? I, I think, I think yeah. it's, I think that's, I think in terms of risks for Justin Amash, um, that's one that I have identified for sure. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know. I, I can see it. I mean, we've been through this before uh, as far as participating in party politics, but for a lot, there's a general expectation that you guys duke it all out for the various seats, the best, you know, the, you were all playing on the same team and the, you know, the, the uh, candidate that's thought of as being the best candidate will be the endorsed candidate or the candidate that wins the primary and, you know, follow that because it's the most effective to move the, you know, party ideology forward. Yeah. I am, uh, I am personally done with political parties myself. I will, I will vote in, uh, Democratic primary, if there's a equality Democratic candidate, I'll vote in a Republican primary. If there's a quality Republican candidate, I'll vote in a Libertarian primary. I'll vote for a Green Party candidate. I am I am wholeheartedly an independent now. 
yeah, that's I think that's the best way to be. Thoughtfully just look at each race and make the best choice. Yeah. And Kirk is just a guy who's going to be a Libertarian Party national delegate in a few months. Right, Kirk? We'll see. Don't forget us little people when you make the big time, Kirk. Yeah, the big time. I I really don't know what's going to happen. That's in Austin, right? In Texas? Yeah, I would love to go. But... I don't know if we'll have the real ID by then. Yeah, what do you? Who, who, do you not already have a real ID? <laughs> I, I thought I did. I'm gonna have to Actually, make my enhanced own. Is the highest, isn't it? Goes I mean, driver's license. I have, I have an enhanced. I have an enhanced license, so I can go to Canada whenever I feel like it. Oh man, lucky you. Same with Mexico. Yeah. Yep. No, I think I'm going to have to get back listen, into law. Listen, if this coronavirus is all you're saying it's cracked up to ID. be, I might need to. <laughs> I don't know. Or, that honestly, like you honestly know, if, that w- if that was to happen and there was a massive epidemic, I think I'd go to the Upper Peninsula. I think that would be the safest place. I think the best place Why to is go that? is wherever there's food. If there's a massive crackdown, the thing that's going to be the hardest is just getting food. Yeah. And with that... Yeah. Go on. Sorry. Oh, I was not going to contribute anything of tremendous value. (laughs) (laughs) You can have a little bit more, though. You're you're going to retort. Yeah. I... Yeah. The Upper Peninsula doesn't have people in it, right? So it's... I, I think it's sparse enough that... That you can survive. And it's, it's cold enough fish. that it'll kill stuff. Right. That kind of applies so that's, to that's, Minnesota, that's my game Wisconsin, plan. and Canada, and just kind of the general geography of the region. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, it's going to be a lot of zombies out there. I just hope we all survive. And this has been a scintillating discussion on the coronavirus and other topics. Yeah. Can this get nominated for a Grammy? God only knows. (laughs) (laughs) Only time will truly tell. With you on, Lydia, our chances are way better, yes. Oh, gosh. Huh. Okay. Well. This is is a meandering journey. Yeah. Are there any upcoming guests for any upcoming episodes scheduled possibly yeah we have a few that we've discussed mm. and uh this will probably be the last time that i'm set up here for for an episode or two but and when this will be fun. when future you're taking the show on the road is that what you're saying to our last episode they might be turned off after <laughs> what might be go ahead or what? or they might be intrigued and uh, yeah, we're gonna go to. I think we're gonna go to another venue uh, to to record the next podcast, and I have a pretty decent setup, so I don't know exactly how that's going to migrate. But is that because of we'll the like, specific guest or 
it's a desire. Mm. So, so Matt was talking about going to a specific spot. Try a few new things. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Yeah. But at any rate, let's wrap this one up. It looks like Kirk may have one. Do you have one more thought, or you're good? I can I can hold it in. You can you can Til hold next it in. Till okay. next time. Um, yeah, there's a cliffhanger <laughs> for you. <laughs> there you go. All right, it's been uh, interesting and concise and wandering all at the same time. Did you expect anything That's less than that, like Eric? It. Truly? <laughs> uh, no, no, I did not. So. I am signing off. My, it's been good. Yeah, yeah. I think we've. Yeah. I think. Peace. <laughs> that's that's all she wrote. I'll go ahead and can it on up. Adios, mofo.